0: I'd like to welcome all of you who are here today as guests to the expanding light, and those of you who are viewing online, and all of you from the village who are here today. It's a joy to share with you. This is Naya Swami Ananta, and I am Naya Swami Maria. And I'd like to begin with a reading. This is Rays of the One Light. And this is written by Swami Kriyananda based on Yogananda's teachings. And this is called the, this is week 46, The Promise of the Scriptures. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 15, we read the famous parable of the prodigal son. Jesus tells of the man who took the wealth bestowed on him by his father and squandered it in foreign lands where he fell into evil ways. At last, repentant, he returned to his father's home. When his father saw him, he was Jesus tells us moved with compassion and ran and fell upon his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am no longer worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, fetch quickly the best robe and put it on him and give him a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and bring out the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and make merry because this my son was dead and his, and has come to life again. He was lost and he is found. And they began to make merry. Small-hearted human beings identified as they are with their little egos, give exaggerated importance to any slight they receive from others. Thus they imagine God, like them, to be pre- petty, unpardoning, and vindictive. In God's eyes, however, when human beings go astray, there is nothing to forgive. All of us are aspects only of his own self. He who made us resides in us. He is not far away from us in some far off heaven. His call to us always is to return to our home within. The way of return is described in the Bhagavad Gita in the sixth chapter. Supreme blessedness is that yogi's who has completely calmed his mind, controlled his ego-active tendencies, rajas, and purged himself of desire, thereby attaining oneness with Brahma, the infinite spirit. Thus, through holy scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Um, um, um.
1: Well, I'd also like to welcome you because it's an honor to be here today with all of you. I'd like to read from Whispers from Eternity. This is a book that Yogananda wrote. And this is a prayer demand I demand to return home. Impediments, beware. Flee my path. I am homeward bound. Through the long corridors of time, stumbling often into pits of error, then lifted out by thy unseen hand, I have walked painfully, discouraging darkness, Barbed wire fences of habit, stony embankments of indolence, mountains of indifference, oceans of unfaithfulness, sirens of sense longing may stand even now in my path as if to prevent my onward march to thy palace, but a million kingdoms and sextillions of years of unblemished worldly happiness will never tempt me again to turn away from thee. Master was such a great poet. <laughs> Our reading today is from the um, prodigal son. And I have to tell you a true story. From uh, Marie and I were the ministers in Ananda Sacramento for many years, many decades. And uh, we had one disciple, wonderful disciple, who we loved dearly, lived in the community with us. And she um, didn't make it to service much. And she'd make it at Christmas, her master's birthday or something, but she she generally wouldn't make it to service. And this is a true story. Four years in a row, she came to a service, one service, the prodigal son. (laughs) 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 She got it after about the second one, but it kept happening too. (laughs) So she was welcomed home with welcome arms, and maybe even through the... Magic of the internet, she's watching us today, and if she is, welcome home, sister. (laughs) So the story of the prodigal son, on one level, I feel like we should just read it and skip the talk, because it is so touching and so real. But why is it so touching? And it's touching because within our hearts, all of us know that God is there in that realm of light, that we are there in that realm of light. We've wandered into this realm of duality and convinced ourselves pretty thoroughly that we're away from God, that we don't have any money, that we're feeding the pigs, you know, (laughs) this stuff that's happening to the prodigal son. But in our hearts, we know that that is not the reality. And we know that the sooner we get home, the better it is. And that the masters and the saints and all of our brothers and sisters are welcoming us to come back from the delusion of separateness from God. Paramahansa Yogananda said that the scriptures are true on all levels of our being. They are instructive and helpful on all levels. And I'd like to just kind of look at the prodigal son from a couple of levels, and maybe it'll help us as we go through the week to to stay in the realm with the father and the robe and the, the fatted calf. (laughs) <laughs> we'll we'll deal with Indra and Colin on that one. But <laughs> the, uh, the reality that we belong and live in joy and that the Maya, the separation, is by its own nature unfulfilling sooner or later. In the translation, that I, I was reading a copy of this parable in the Bible and they use the term riotous living was where the prodigal son, what he was doing with his time. And uh, for, I think for most of the people in this uh, satsang today and for most people that are interested in Ananda, the riotous living is a long way in the rearview mirror and not really that, that close. But we do stray from the realm of light. We stray from the realm of our home in God. And more or less, which is the nature of maya, we get ourselves separate from God, and we come to these points where we realize, I'm not fulfilled, I'm not happy, I'm feeding swine here. What, what's wrong? And what's wrong is that we're getting separate from the fulfillment of spirit, from the fulfillment of God. Sometimes we concoct this ourselves. And I'll tell you another true story. A friend of mine uh, was with the Ananda Sacramento Sangha, a dear friend of ours worked with Trimurti and I and was a wonderful disciple. And then, long story short, karma happened. He had a couple of daughters and he was divorced and the wife was not into the path and this, that, and the other thing. He had to move away. Okay, it happens, you know, so he moved away. Ten years went by. I didn't see him once. I called him and, you know, we kept in touch kind of vaguely. And one day he came to the Sangha. And we welcomed him and we said hi. And he said, Ananta, I want to talk to you. I said, sure, let's talk. So we went off and sat down talked. He said, I just want to apologize for the behavior that I exhibited when I left. (laughs) I said, what are you talking about? He goes, no, I I just, I really, I blew it. I behaved really badly. And I said these things and I was rude. And I said, no, you weren't. I said, I was here. (laughs) You didn't, he didn't do anything. Incon- you know, in- inappropriate at all. He was perfectly fine. Just karma had happened. He had to move. But in his mind, he had constructed this inappropriate behavior and made it a little bigger and made it a little juicier. And I mean, he was sincerely apologizing for something that never happened. And not to be presumptuous, but I had to play the God role and say, just give him a big hug and say, no, this is not the reality. The reality is you left and did what you needed to do, and then you come back, and that's all the better. But it was really instructive to me, because you see that we construct these, in maya, in delusion, in separation, we construct these things. We're not worthy. Uh, What does the the prodigal son say? I'm not worthy to be your son. You know, I I took all this money... What teenager would not blow his cash on a, a party? I mean, it's just—it's natural. It's normal. This is the way we're built. And then have the sophistication to turn it around. And this is what my friend did. I could do nothing but just thank him for coming. But in a part of me was like, why'd you wait 10 years? We could have had this conversation five years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago, nine years 11 months ago, we could have just cut this. But the more that you're away from God, the delusion just builds up, and we build it up. So one of the ways that in our world, in our life, we leave our home in God is not so much likely to be uh, riotous living, but more leaving our home of peace for rajas for worldly excitement, for something that seems at the time to be a good idea. But as soon as we catch it, we just got to come home. We have to come back to our home in God. What are the hallmarks of our home in God? Relaxation in the self. Concentration at the point between the eyebrows. Daily deep meditation. Chanting, thinking of God. Animating your life with the reality of spirit. So that you don't leave your home in God. You don't meditate and then go to work. You meditate and take your meditation to work. You have to construct your home. Home is a green hill. Home is everywhere. Everything that we're doing is part of God's Leela. We're working at our karma, but we shouldn't leave the kingdom of God to do it. We should bring God to work. We should bring God to play. We should bring God to relationships. We should bring God to business. We should bring God to our politics and everything that we do so that we don't ever leave home. It's interesting that and when the the father sees the kid coming back, he goes towards him in the story. And we didn't read that passage, but he he goes to him and greets him. This is God reaching out to us. And lots of times new people on the path, when they, they sort of turn towards God, or turn towards the possibility that spirit might be something they might want to use. They make a movement towards it. And God comes running to them with a mystical experience or just a wonderful day or meeting Swami Kriyananda or finding Ananda.org on the web or going to someone's house who's watching Ananda.org on the web or just all that magic stuff. And that's God just running out to the, the edge of riotous livingville and saying... Hey, there's some good stuff over here. I've got some great, great stuff happening here. Why don't you come on over? And it touches us on a level of our heart because each of us know that God is with us. We know the story of the bird from inside the the festival of light. That we went off into the world and we're supposed to increase our gifts and share them with people, but we goofed. Maya got us. So what? My goddess got got everybody else on the planet too. It's no big deal. It's not like you're the only one, you know. (laughs) When my friend was telling me this story, I was like, you think you're the only person who got you know pulled away from you know a spiritual community? We fall down, we get up. We fall down, we get up. That's the point. Because there is no satisfaction in the outer world. And that's the wonderful story of the prodigal son, is that he tries riotous living. And it doesn't do anything for him. It eventually, whether you're the CEO and you've got the multi-million dollar thing going on or you're the president or you're the head of the board of supervisors or whatever it is that in your little fantasy world was going to give you fulfillment, it doesn't happen. But at the same time, each of those dharmas, if animated with God, can be a way of fulfillment. You know, the... Uh, President Lincoln, according to Paramahansa Yogananda, was a reincarnation of a yogi. He came to do that for our country, to get rid of slavery and to get us through the Civil War and this energy that was happening. So you can be the president and you can be living for God. But you have to have God. And having anything without God ends up the prodigal son. He's unhappy. And thank God he said he went home. I'm going home. That's where I belong. And what he what he offers when he's coming home, by the way, if you read it in the Book of Luke, he goes, "Maybe I could feed my dad's pigs. You know, that would be good. Be better than this. You know, at least he would pay me something and feed me or something." So, his attitude was just, "I need to go home, no matter what." And he was sort of surprised. I'm sort of surprised by the fact that it, we're in the year 2013. We're 2,000 years after Christ. And I still hear fundamentalist ministers talking about God. I remember one it was not that long ago, he, he was talking about, My God is an angry God. And I'm like, what kind of God is that? you know? And I'm glad I'm not a member of your church, you know. <laughs> of course it puzzles me why Thousands of people don't come to Ananda or to paths like this that have a view of reality because his church was way bigger than our church, and he's got an angry God. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand these things. I just work for master. I don't know what the, you know, Nishkan Karma. We try our best and whatever happens. But I like the Prodigal Son story. I think it's really important. And I think on a day-to-day basis, the way that we need the Prodigal Son story is when are we leaving our home in God? In meditation, maybe we're going into the realm of thought of the conscious mind. As soon as you find yourself, come on back. Come back to the superconscious state. Become familiar and at home with a super-conscious experience in meditation. And that's why we teach techniques of meditation, is so you can enter into that realm. But as soon as you find yourself drifting out into the realm of thought, just come back, practice Hong Sa, watch the breath, come into that reality, I am spirit, Hong Sa. I'm not this body, I'm not this age, I'm not this position in life. I'm not this political party. I'm not this set of beliefs. I am something infinitely more beautiful. I am a child of the Heavenly Father. That reality needs to be ingrained in us so that the delusion will regularly and steadily dissipate in our lives. Paramahansa Yogananda said that the spiritual life is difficult at first and then effortlessly liberating. Why is that? Because when you anchor yourself in the reality of yourself as a being of light, the maya begins to be illuminated by the light and takes on a dreamlike quality. It becomes more and more fuzzy and ungripping, if that's the correct term. But it just doesn't really hold you like it does. It's a hypnosis. The world that you are form, you are this body, you are born in this ethnicity, you are this job, you are this um, you know, monetary um, demographic, whatever you are. You're not that. You are a child of the Father, the Divine Mother. You are infinite light. If you sink in that, in meditation, deeply, and relax into it, and it becomes your reality, then... As soon as you feel yourself drifting over that line into that reality, you sense it and you pull yourself back, effortlessly liberating. It becomes easy. Master said, "Tranquil, unbroken thrill, eternally living, ever new peace. Now that is something to work for. And that's something that your position in life will never give you. A CEO has intense pressures and daily Backfighting in the office between this person and that person. Political people have a hellish existence in some ways. And if it's your dharma to be a politician, bring that tranquil, unbroken thrill into that reality. That was one of the wonderful opportunities we had living with Kriyananda, was to watch him when times were good and it was an all-day meditation, and then to watch him when things were going badly. Politically badly, financially badly, all sorts of things happen. What was his consciousness? Even minded and cheerful. Why? Because he knew and knows that he is one with the Father, that you are one with the Father. Live in that reality, and it becomes the norm. And you'll find you can catch yourself as soon as you sort of drift over into the, you know, sorrowville, a foreign land. Wait a minute, I don't have time for that, you know. I'm a child of the Heavenly Father. I, you chant, you meditate, you repeat the names of God, you do affirmations, you do all the practices are just ways to keep us at home in God. And you need to make a formula for your life at this time. It's not what everyone else does, it's what you do because you're in your karmic space. You've got to find how you got out of your home, you've got to find the way back. But count on God, loving you and welcoming you back and drawing you back. And the very fact that you want to come to a, a satsang or be in, at the Expanding Light even for a weekend is a sign that that illusion of separateness is losing its luster. The home is, as the singer said, it's your home in God. We belong there. We should live there all the time. God bless